Yes, sir. We're back again. I know you've been waiting. It's been so many days, so long, so little time, so much time. It depends on where you at. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello. My name is Rashid. Some people call me Rashid. Some people call me that nigga. They don't like to see. Some people call me Rico. It depends on where I met you in life. But my name is Rashid, and I'm the host of the Learning From Males podcast. And today, I have two of my nearest and dearest friends. We've been through a lot. Me and these two guys, right? I'm allowed them to introduce themselves to y'all. We'll start with Mans with the Red. It's your boy Greg, a.k.a. Greg the Visual, a.k.a. Mr. Lightskin, a.k.a. your mother's favorite son. So that's how that's going to go. But on nice June to meet team. everybody yeah, like on the this. show. Go talk. <laughs> on Juneteenth oh, and June. Father's Day. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shout Father's out to all the Black Fathers. On Juneteenth. Shout out to all, shout out to Black Fathers, man. Exactly. It's a fact. My dad went to the store. There it is. Hell of a sale. He ain't been back since. Shoo. I, I don't know what he bought, but goddamn, it, it must have started when. <laughs> yeah, it must have started when I turned twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have our we have another host. The lighting is immaculate. The lighting is immaculate. Hi Byron. You know, B Y, you know, Uncle B Y if you have you know, you know, some people call me the Batbreaker. The Lynch. Everyone's least favorite uncle. Wow. Your favorite uncle. Wow. That's wild. Least favorite uncle. Least favorite. Yeah. You like the uncle yeah, that, that take too much. Yo, so he, he he's like the uncle that packs his plate before he eats at the barbecue. I thought you were supposed to do that. Oh yeah, he's definitely that guy. I thought you do that. No, oh, he's definitely that. No, nah, I'm saying that's a that's 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 black barbecue <laughs> standard. Like you always got that one. It's like Charlie, where you mm-hmm. where you going? Oh no, nah, I just got to put this in the car. Like no, nah. she asking where the floor he, is. You know un- what I make pre plates. Yo, he's the uncle that that stands <laughs> behind the grill. Nah, she. He's the uncle that stands behind the grill and just watches until you flip the burger over. That's the type of uncle he is. <laughs> oh, he commenting on the burger like, yeah, that thing don't look done. That don't look done. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Terrible. Terrible. Well, yes, I'm here with Uncle BY and Light Skin G. And today, we're going to talk about a few different things that's going on in the world because it's a crazy day. First of all, happy Juneteenth to everybody. Uh, whether you're a descendant of a slave or not, everybody should be observing Juneteenth because it is a serious holiday. Um, before we get into the topic, so I got to give the question of the day. And the question of the day is, wait, wait, wait. Ooh. <laughs> so the question of the day is, if the world was blind, who would you impress? That's right. If the world was blind, who would you impress? So let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start things off again. Happy Juneteenth to everybody. My two co-hosts, I just wanted to ask y'all, just generally speaking, how do you feel about Juneteenth as a holiday? It's a federal holiday now, so you're supposed to recognize it. And even though it's only recognized by 18 states in the country, how do you feel about the holiday, personally? Well, personally, um, I still don't feel like it's real. I don't. 
You know, mm. I think I think it's still a shamble of the government to try to set us up, my brother. Uh, when you think about it, so many people are still working on this day, and mm. the fact mm. that other races get to enjoy it is wild to me. Because I'm sorry, I'm 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 not the other races where they get their other days where they don't have to do anything, but it's a Monday. People have to go to work. It's wild. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. Honestly, I, I feel the same way. Like, it doesn't feel necessarily real to me. It kind of just feels like an excuse for people to profit off of particular markets. So it's like we create mm-hmm. these federal holidays all of a sudden just to entice people to go buy things for that particular reason. Or... I don't even think really like just in the black community, I don't really think a lot of people in the black community even like bring awareness to it. It's not really talked about in schools and even us as like a a culture, people like only really celebrate it just because they want to have a day off from work versus actual the true meaning behind it. Mm. You you talked about the uh, people profiting and you mentioned other cultures. How do you feel about our culture profiting off Juneteenth? I don't think we are. I, I, you don't think so? I don't think we are. I think it's still major white corporations still proper, uh, um, making profits off of this when you think about it. Where they'll, they'll, I mean, I agree with that. They'll, they'll come up with certain <laughs> brands. You know, you know, Apple Music, they, they're so quick to hit you with the, oh, here's the playlist for y'all because we're with y'all. Or, or Coca-Cola <laughs> drop in. Um, a Juneteenth special, like you, you find it funny, and or also, like, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say we're like Netflix, talk about some <laughs> black movies for you, and then all it is is just slave movies, bro. So the whole like, movie is just watching our struggle movies? over and over again. Yo, don't get me like, started about the black movies, son, because some of our classics <laughs> are really bad movies, or really yeah. low budget movies, like like niggas love Friday. Friday was filmed on one street, the whole movie. What's right. What's that's the only street they could film on because the other ones there was shooting going on. That's the funny fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. But I mean, I mean, because black people, I feel like we do profit, or or I won't say we we profit, but we don't profit a lot. We're starting to because you see all these Juneteenth events pop up, all these pop up st- shows, little shops, and all that. So there is some level of profit going on. It might not be a lot. Because a white corporation actually <laughs> pulled the, tra- I mean, filed the trademark for Juneteenth, so they own the name and likeness, which is crazy to me. But we just got to get better at understanding how that side of business works. I think we do profit to some, to some, some degree, because you see people have events and stuff all the time. I don't know if it's a lot or if it's at the level of these big corporations. But you saw all the all the shit Walmart went through when they tried to throw out the Juneteenth ice cream real quick. Like they just, yeah, they just slipped that in. Like nobody was going to notice. And then it went crazy. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, we wild. We're going to take that down. (laughs) They try to pull a fast one. People selling plates, cups. But it's like, it's hard to judge off of like corporations making profit off of it. Because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, we don't have the resources to really make something of ourselves. You know, and it's cool that well, do it's we? like a, I don't know, it's weird because sometimes it's like, it's cool that they acknowledge it. But at the same time, it's like, what's the reasoning as to why they're acknowledging it? Some mm. companies are really doing it after like the kindness of their hearts, but then there's some that are just generally just like, nah, let's make money off these guys. Like, 
Mm. Yeah, the business of Juneteenth is, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I mean, a part of me, I don't think there's anything wrong with making money to cover expenses. Like if you have an event, you having DJs come out, vendors, all that, you in the park and you permits, I get that part. But I feel like when it becomes all about the money, that's a problem to me. Like we don't all been to events where the shit is like horribly organized and put together last minute or just trying to figure out, but every way you turn is an expense. Like, and again, I understand like you got to pay for stuff. So if you haven't had a place, you got to pay for the venue. You got to get things set. You got to pay for DJs. There's food. I get that part. I've been to Juneteenth events where it's just like everywhere you turn, there's a cost. It may not be a lot, but all right, I paid the ticket to get in. Cool. I'm at a park, but I got to pay for parking. All right. Like, I guess I get it. Then you get in there. You got to have a wristband to go to certain areas. It's like, yo, everything about it is like a cost. So I understand having to cover expenses, but I don't like when it becomes every single part of the holiday is make money. Because you also see mad people, the Instagram entrepreneurs <laughs> that everybody loves come out. Yo, I'm having a Juneteenth sale. Yo, take my course. Yo, do this. Yo, discounts on blah, 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 blah. And it's cool. I understand. I just don't want that holiday. I don't even consider it a holiday. I think it's a historical event as opposed to a holiday. I don't want that historical event to become all about money. It should be about the emancipation of most of the slaves, which is also important. Not all the slaves, but most. Not all. President Lincoln was black, by the way. <clears throat> Just so y'all know. It's a real thing. It's a, it's a real thing, bro. It's a real, it's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand. Like, Just look it up. It was real. But all right, we're going to move along because there's a couple of things that were like really important. Speaking of Juneteenth, let's talk about our vice president, Ms. Kamala Harris. She actually talked about Juneteenth today, and there was an article that came out in the New York Post that spoke all about her, uh, <laughs> her speech today. We're going to slide over here, and we're going to talk all about it. Let's see here. We're going to pull it up. All right, so boom. The article was in the New York Post. It reads, Vice President Harris botches Juneteenth history lesson about, quote, 400 years of slavery. Now, she's the VP, so we expect her to know these things, but we're going to go into the article. Uh, the article reads, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, bungled a history lesson uh, about the Juneteenth holiday Monday, telling kids that black people were enslaved in America for 400 years, overstating the actual time period by more than 150 years. Quote, I think that we all know today is a day to celebrate the principle of freedom, Harris told a group of about two dozen, two dozen elementary school age children at the National Museum of African-American History and Culture in Washington. Quote, and think about it in terms of the context of history, knowing that black people in America were not free for 400 years of slavery. Quote, let this be a day uh, to celebrate the principle of freedom, but to speak about it honestly and accurately, both in the context of history and current application, end quote. Harris went on during her apparently <laughs> extemporaneous, uh, uh, her remarks. <laughs> the first African slaves in the American colonies arrived in 1619 in Virginia. Slavery was abolished through the 13th Amendment, which was ratified in 1865, ending 246 years of the practice, not 400. A White House official acknowledged, acknowledged Harris's error telling the Post that the vice president was referring to 400 years since slavery began. Uh, Harris, the first vice president 
of partial African ancestry, also said that Juneteenth, which became a federal holiday last year, uh, and it has its roots in Texas emancipation celebration, is an opportunity to reflect on the nature of freedom. Quote, with the Emancipation Proclamation and Civil War, it required America to really ask itself, who is free? How do we define freedom? Freedom in terms of the autonomy that one should have? Is freedom given to us or are we born with freedom? Right? Harris said. The last quote here. I would argue it's our God-given right to have freedom. It's your birthright to have freedom. And then during slavery, freedom was taken. And so we're not going to celebrate being given back what God gave us anyway. Right. So <clears throat> I'll allow for you to go on the New York Post and finish out the article, but we've got the gist of it there. Um, so after hearing this article initially, how do y'all feel? See, what, 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 what stood out to me is how they made sure to put in there partially black. Um, as, as, it was a, as if it was an excuse to, so, like, you know, she just made a mistake, you know, she made a little mistake. You know, you know. Blend, blend a part black of her, you know, she made that mistake. Yeah. yeah. It's a tiny little raspberry, that's all, that's all she made, right? Yeah, now. Just, it's just a little bit, but it's like, you would think as the vice president of our country, like someone that's really that high up in position, especially as a represented black woman, meaning like she represents Greek life with being an AKA. She represents black mm -hmm. women across the world. She wore Tim's mm -hmm. to like public events. So she's representing the culture. Yeah. You feel me? She wore butters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro, she, no, had, you know, she uh, had butters. Yo. No, stop it, bro. Those were not Tim's. Uh, she didn't wear them properly. It was too much chokage. <laughs> those were Timberlands. Nah, nah those were those are nah, Timberlands. She, she, those were lugs. Those are those are the lugs. Yo, they definitely were lugs. <laughs> yo, they definitely were lugs. Stop it, yo. She wore Timberlands. Those were not Tim's. It was way too much going on with them joints. But go ahead. But no, nah, it's just to that point. If she's supposed to be representing all these different backgrounds and demographics of people, you would think that her prior knowledge, you know, of historical events that happened would be pretty accurate, mm -hmm. especially given the, the position of being in vice presidency. Can't lie, man. I have a totally different opinion when I, when I, when I, uh, just going through this, like this, this whole thing with her and her, uh, <laughs> Her Juneteenth speech. I think this is disgusting. Speaking of which, let's let's pay attention here. If we just look, <laughs> like the well, like, stop it. Look at these. These stop it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I wish I had Mike. We said stop it. Oh, no, no, it. those not even Tim's, bro. Oh, these are not. No, stop, stop. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild, fam. No. Like, no, she did. These are not Tim's. These are Timberland. <laughs> Look at them. Shit. Nah, bro, they might not even be Tim's, bro. They might, they I might told you, them Jones are lugs, bro. No, nah, it's just horrible. Like, that's not. <laughs> that's nasty. And then, just, and then she made that like, mistake. For, so, if we do the math, right? So, she's saying 400 years. So, it's, it's 2022. Like, 1622. What, like, does she even know what was going on in 1622? Like, I don't know. I, I just like when I when I first um, 
seen this article and I, I, you know, read the headline, go through it. Just the fact that they like, all right, like, I don't even like the fact that they made it a point to report this. Yeah. Like they made it a point to say, yo, Kamala Harris, she's wilding. Y'all wasn't enslaved for 400 years. It was actually 246. But, you know, to play devil's advocate. Mm, okay. If you really want to talk about what was going over 400 years ago, there is actually saying around March 22nd, 1622, 347 colonists were killed by English settlements and during mm-hmm. the Indian massacre. So, you know, she has some point, you know, you know, the, yeah. that race was... Yeah enslaving and killing colored people. Yeah. I, yeah. Look at that. I'm like, I don't think she was that far off. Like they try to make it really seem like, yo, she's wild. And why would she say that? No, she said it for a reason. Uh, I, I didn't like the fact that they made it such a point to go out and highlight that. Like, no, she's no, actually it wasn't that long guys. It was a lot less time, you know, like, okay, 400 years. Fine. Get it right. Yeah. But not a, the, I didn't media, like that. the media is so quick to just like, they'll wait for your fumble. And like, no pun intended. She fell off the bike on that one. <laughs> oh, like Joe? Yeah. Like Joey. Yo. Joey. I see now. I was like, yo, Joe. I was like, yo, Hold what's on. going on, my boy? Like, Not going to lie. I have to acknowledge this, too. So when the video was playing, I got distracted by one of the videos in the corner, and Bull got ran over by the cop. Like, Smooth was on the highway just getting that. trampled. I was just like, yo, this man <laughs> is reading such a, like, serious article, and my man's over here just getting <laughs> <laughs> got killed in the corner. He just got killed in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you try to pay attention, so bro. Serious, you, be, you be trying to pay attention, so you just see this going on. You're just like, damn. Yeah, like why they do that? You know, they had to, they had to throw that in there. Yes, if you haven't seen the video, Joe Biden was on a bike and just fell off for no reason at all, and it just shows you how disconnected this this guy is from everyday people, because it don't look like Joe Biden ever once got on a bike ever in his life. It was it was the way he felt, like he, 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 he made a complete <laughs> stop. He made a complete stop. Left foot down already. Yo. He got his base at this point. That, Yo, Joe Biden felt in slow motion like Kevin Hart was describing. <laughs> he, said, he said, when I came down, yeah, like, <laughs> no, no, we, we gonna we gonna put it up here for the people to see because the way he fell, I'm like, yo, like he fell, like please, someone, please save me, save me. I'm, I, I, it's happening right now. And he just nah, like that. That was a whole trust fall. That's all that was. He just wanted to see somebody was gonna catch him. Yo, there it is. Man's coming across. He going across. There it is. Oh, let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. Oh, 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 wait, wait, why, why, why you do that, Joe? Yo, that man just dropped. Them camp people was hyped. They couldn't wait. Bro, he, he got up like, oh, God. He moving, he moving. He like that meme. Come on, man. <laughs> What's going on? Like, it just, for no reason. Like, he stopped and then fell. And everybody cries, like, oh, my God, is he okay? So there it is. There he is in all his glory, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden, you know, falling off the bike. Help yourself, my boy. Help yourself. Look, we're going to move along. Gas prices better fall like he fell. That's what I'm saying. That's a nah, fact. 
you see he got on a bike because the gas price is so high. He's like, nah, let me just go ahead and keep going. What he killed me about that video was that there were only three black people and they were not that worried about that man. Yeah, something you just the last back dude, he was like, bro, like, what's going on? Like, he just fell. But you gotta think about it. In your old age, any fall could be your last because he really, he really could have saw his life twice before his eyes. That little, that little, that little three feet, you gotta be like, yeah, like, it could have been over. Would have been over. Yo, it's it's so crazy how, like, in the beginning and end of your life, the smallest thing is lethal. Like, if an old person falls, that could be it. That could be it. that could be it. That could nah, be I it. I couldn't imagine so that. A, Yo, like you going you going up to God's gates and he asks how you get in. He said, I fell off the bed. God gonna be like, Come on. Come on, man. God's like, yo, listen, I got enough to deal with over here. Like, he said, he said, how you, nah, how you how'd you come back? He said, I sneezed too hard. Right, bro. I, I'll be so upset if that's like certain ways that I just went out. Like, there's certain things I can't just like I can't go out like that. Like, I can't go out with a sneeze. Yo, like, one just, hard sneeze. Just imagine over. at the funeral, like people going over. I heard, I heard he didn't even wash his butt before he died. Man, stunk. Like, <laughs> just, just imagine the conversation going on. Like, like you, you, you know, he didn't pay his his cable bill before he died, right? Couldn't be me. Like. One dude come to the funeral like, yeah, you know, he, um, you know, rest in peace, but he owed me $37 from that one time. Right. You know, so who going to take care of this balance? <laughs> That's the real conversation. Next, you know, nah, next, you know, Ill- illegitimate children come up like, I miss my daddy. Who is you? I'm the second family. I see that a lot happen, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, we we hoping that uh, nobody we know goes out in such a way where they leave any unsettled balances or mysterious children or worse, they get taken out by a sad fall. But uh, speaking of falling, we're going to talk about a guy who never fell and never missed a day of work ever in his life during his tenure at Burger King, where they say Mm -hmm. you can have it your way. You know, we're going to move along here. Let me just go ahead and pull this bad boy up. Wait, hold, hold up, hold up. So I'm going to show y'all a video. Uh, the head, well, the, the title of the video, and this is courtesy of the Reddit gods. Um, this man dedicated 27 years of service to Burger King uh, and wasn't even rewarded with $27, or wasn't even rewarded with $27 worth of trinkets in his goodie bag. So I am going to share my screen here. And we get to see Mr. BK himself. He's like, he's the second closest thing to the king, they say. They say. A movie ticket. Thank you very much. And after that, back for reasons. Um, this is very nice. Starbucks, thank you, guys. And uh, like a lanyard. Thank you, guys. 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 Thank you
go. So he wanted to uh, just say thanks, guys, for all his hard work that he dedicated to the Burger King patrons, the Burger King staff, the Burger King employees, the king himself. <laughs> um, after seeing that bad boy, what do you guys think? Like, give me some initial reactions. I would have quit right then and there. Bro, that looked like the orientation bag. <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts. <laughs> bag you get during orientation. Like, well, first, first of all, does Burger King have a like partnership with Reese's? Because why? What? Yeah, I know. Like, First why of, you get the Reese's bag? What, why was it Reese's Pieces? Like, because I'm not a chocolate eating person, but I know it's about the Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, people... nah, but the Reese's Pieces are very niche. Like, you <laughs> first of all, they mad hard. Like, oh, you know, you gotta really be able to get like over them shits. Like, if you if you like the Reese's Pieces, like, that's all you. But I don't really like the hard feeling. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It just depends on what your vibe is. Like, wild, but. They definitely gave him the orientation oh, started. Like he looked like he looked like he just got drafted. No, no, not drafted. He just got hired. <laughs> For real, bro. First of all, twenty. Think about how long twenty-seven years is. It's my whole life. Exactly. <laughs> he never, he never, he never missed a day. Nah, what they really should have showed. <laughs> what they really never missed showed, a day for twenty-seven straight years. The question and this is: What is, you get? What is his pay? Because. Yeah, nah, 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 I gotta, you probably don't even make twenty seven. Oh, right, now I gotta Google it. I gotta Google it. Yo, listen. He, he first of all, we look. We don't know what state he's in. Right. He's at with anything. And I, you look. So I looked at this, and at first I was like, "Yo, if you would have told me, I would have been there." Nah, nah. Somebody, somebody gotta get the beats. You know what I mean? Like I, can't, I couldn't be there my whole life. But then I thought about it. Like maybe there's mitigating circumstances. Maybe he had to work there. Maybe he has a disability. Maybe he's the owner's son or somebody or somebody. I don't know. It could be mad things that that go into it, but um, no, no, that that would never be me. I 20, never, I, twenty-seven years of service is twenty-seven years of service. I don't care what job market, volunteer work. I don't care. That's long as hell. And people, I feel like there's a lot of people that do things for like long ass periods of times that don't get any type of recognition at all. So we're like so like cool, yes, you did something for him, but that's that's not it. So, so I just, that's, I just that's not up, it. I just looked it up. To put in perspective, <laughs> in nineteen ninety six the minimum wage was four dollars and seventy five cents. He's been working okay. there for twenty seven years. Right now a general manager at Burger King makes about eighteen dollars an hour. Bruh, bruh, bruh. You got, bro. Like, can we, can we, can we just acknowledge the fact that they gave him two pens, like just two pens that no. probably came out of a pack of pens that they had in the, in the office. Yo, <laughs> like yo, that bag was so sad. So I look, yo, bro. They gave him one. They gave him one movie ticket. One. Yo. He going to the movies by himself? Like, can't even take a shorty to the movies. And the thing is, it's just me. And the thing is, I got to peep. I got to peep. It was a clear bag because they didn't trust him to steal anything. It was a clear bag. Think, my brother. Think. It was a clear bag. Not the clear bag, bro. Not the clear bag. I got to get a Dr. Umar sound effect on here, man. Like, first of all, and that's like, that's, yo, like, I. He worked there for 27 years. Let's just say 
He started working there when he was 16, right? He worked there for 27 years. What's that? So he at least 43? Bro, I'm not wasting my life like that. Because you got to think about it. 43. When Burger King closes, that's when that commercial comes on for the you should go back to college uh, commercial. Because, nah. He's on his own. You sit on the couch doing watch your TV. You like as fast as you buy. He said, You keep procrastinating. That commercial was wild because I only ever saw it on B. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. That shit was wild. Like, like we need to talk about like who, who came up with the marketing plan because I only ever saw it when I was watching 106 in part. I was mad young thinking, like, Damn, I need a job. I'm 11. Right. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting there at seven years old. Like I do gotta get these taxes together because I don't know. Like what? But look, this is the thing too. I need y'all to understand. Like, man's worked at Burger King for 27 years. He's at least 43, assuming he started working at 16, 15, whatever. But now, like, imagine the conversation he has in his dating life. Like, just, just you know what I mean? I right, little little uh. Let's say, uh, gee, you gonna be the dude, right? And I'm gonna be the girl. So, all right, we at a bar. You know, we to, hold up, we we at a bar. We listen to Drake, right? So go ahead. So, uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Approach me. Yo, uh, what's what's good, Shawty? How you doing? Smell like <laughs> it smells like Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. What's, what's that smell like? Is that a whopper? Wait a minute. Hold up. Did y'all ever see? Was it was it uh, Dave Chappelle that did this, or who did this? Somebody oh, did this. Oh, it was Calvin, a skit with Calvin. With Calvin. With Calvin. <laughs> hey, Calvin got a job. Word. Let's go. Word. It said, "Go say go, Calvin. Yeah, Calvin. Calvin got a job. You go ahead." Then they found out he was working at basically at B- BK, coming home every Yo. night with burgers and fries. And I say, guess what I'm getting <laughs> Guess what we eat again. But, but back, guys. So, you know, so, so we had, you know, I mean, we had, bur- we, we at the club. You know, you walked up to me. And I said, "Smell like fries in here." Is that is that you? Is that you? Yeah, baby. You know, that's that. That's, that's that new. That's that new Whopper scent. You feel me? That you smelling right there? Whopper scent? Not yeah, not yeah. The only the only Whopper I know is Megan Cardi. Like, but but. Do you, what you know about you? You work at Burger King? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Twenty-seven years of running, baby. You you were. Uh-uh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead. Go ahead, keep moving. Nah, on. for real, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> he don't even say that he work at Burger King anymore. He probably used it like Luger. He said, "I work for a four hundred five hundred fast food." delivery service um some people call us royalty um we have accolades <laughs> across the world you know he, he don't even say he don't even say bird king no more bro like I, i'm not gonna lie i don't think he's in the club at all right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's in the club bro his, I think my man literally goes to his his whole family works at Burger King. His whole family works at Burger King. His whole family works at Burger King. Come on. Now look, now if he owned the Burger King, that's oh, yeah, different. Be, oh, that's different. That's different. That's all you had to say. You know what I mean? That's different if he owned it, but like, but now, man, I'm not, now I, I, I don't think I could ever be just like in the drive through for twenty seven straight years. Like, can't do that. 
You know, mm-hmm. I at least got to be in the office sometimes. You know, yeah, he's not phone in the office, call. He don't even flip the burgers no more. You know what I mean? Right. What if Burger King was a front? Now hold up. What if it's a front though? Ooh. What if he? What if he really like a kingpin? You know what like, I mean? Like, like we never. What if? Yeah, Arby's is a front. Now nah, hold on. I got into a tiff recently with somebody over Arby's. I ain't gonna hold to them. Uh, they uh, mozzarella sticks fire. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, uh, yo, uh, yeah. so you, so you, so you, you the one that keeping them in business. That's what it is. <laughs> Stop. That's what it Stop is. The you the one keeping them in business. He said the mozzarella sticks. Bro, they, look, they are they are hitting. They got some good stuff, but I'm not just gonna go there and order so, just some roast beef. Like I can't do that. So, so how often do you eat Arby's? Bro, the last time I ate Arby's was like three months ago. Three months ago, like. And now, did you go willingly, or did you go because somebody else wanted to go? I ain't gonna lie to you. I went willingly. Wow. I, I, I don't know why I'm starting did, getting... I'm, willingly went to Arby's? He's out of love. I was sleeping. Uh, Here's here the story. Here's the story. I was sleeping on it. Because, you know, Zay, he always talking about Arby's. Yeah, there. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go here today because it's late. We're we just trying to get something to eat. I got me, what, a chicken sandwich and the mozzarella's? I'm not gonna lie to you. I was, I was very satisfied. I was like, "Wow, this is this is actually wow. better than I thought." Like, B.Y. about to be endorsed by Arby's now. Nah, nah, yeah, because nah, I'm not about to be. Now, nah, Ar- listen, listen. What, what, what they say? <laughs> we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> it's pause worthy right there. It's, that whole the whole thing is pause worthy. Hold up! Hold up! <laughs> <laughs> So we heard him say, <laughs> "Bro, and it always is some like deep ass voice nigga saying this." Like, <laughs> oh, that's what that's what we do with the Harvey. You, you got the Barry White voice on you talking all smooth. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! I always say, bro, they got the most aggressive marketing out there. Like, like we know y'all got the meats. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> The meats and apparently mozzarella sticks. Bro, yo, I told you. Next time you go there, call me up and apologize because I was right. I will. I will never. I'm not. I'm not going there. I will never. Yo, not, bet. So I'm I will not going purposely there. pull up with some mozzarella sticks, and I'm like, yo, you want some? You gonna try? Like, yo, these hitting right? And I'll be like, yeah, they from Arby's, bro. Arby's is a Hold front, on. son. You, you saw. You saw when he said, "You want some too?" He said, "Nope." And when else? That's, that's how I'm gonna be. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly how I'm gonna be. Listen, like, Arby's it, is a front. It's just like mattress firm. You see, yo, look. Wait, wait. Mattress, right, hold on, right, hold on, stop. Mattress, look, wait, look, where did mattress firm come up. from? Yo, I'm saying, hold up, man. Hold up. Look, it's a front. You see mattress firm everywhere, but nobody ever buy mattresses. That's true. They got hella locations. It's a mattress firm in your city. Who you know we're in? And they've been going out of business for twenty five years. My bad, twenty seven years. Yeah, they've been going out of business as long as this man been going to Burger King. So. Right, what? Right, <laughs> like, right. On. I mean, like, Come on, man. I'm just saying, man. Matches firm. It's a front, like Arby's, because Arby's. But then they buy Dunkin' Donuts, and everybody was like, "Who the fuck eats Arby's?" Very true. Yeah, bro. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know who eats Arby's, bro. I literally, I literally yeah. just told you who eats Arby's. A lot of people eat Arby's. Look, you go down south, bro, that line be packed to Arby's. I don't know what it is. 
Damn, but I'm up north, and I don't never hear nobody talk about Arby's. Because you I never see it every you night. You're driven by two Arby's in your life. And I never thought to stop in either one. He said, <laughs> like, he said all my hungriest days, I've never stopped. <laughs> like, he said, yeah, he nah, said a hungry going. African can come to Arby's and turn away. Wow. Too soon? Wow. Too soon. But they told him, but they said, but they said we have the meat. Terrible. Well, we're going to keep the show going because we got something a little bit more serious to discuss. All right, so let's see here. So there was a lot of controversy over the summer uh, about <clears throat> an athlete named Leah Thomas. And those who aren't familiar, Leah Thomas is a transgender woman who competed uh, against swimmers in the collegiate ranks. and. She won by a considerable margin. We're going to read to you an article. This came out and this was with the New York Post. And the headline reads, Sanity returns to transgender madness after Leah Thomas banned by F-I-N-A. Uh, uh, let's see here. There's a little clip. We're going to play the clip. <laughs> We're not playing the clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that just like a random bear? Like, what was going on? <laughs> that was not the clip. So finally, sanity, prevail, uh, sanity prevailed in the world of women's sports. Swimming World's governed body, the governing body, F-I-N-A, announced a ban on Sunday on biological men competing in women's events unless they had transitioned before the age of 12. In other words, transgender athletes who have experienced the, oh, the enduring competitive advantages of a male puberty uh, flooded with testosterone, uh, such as greater muscle mass, lung capacity, and height, will no longer have an unfair advantage in women's competitions. The unfairness was clear when University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer Leah Thomas started blitzing the competition, uh, <clears throat> a mediocre swimmer when she competed against the males. Uh, she became a superstar in the pool against women after she swamped genders. Thomas went from 554th ranked male in the 200 freestyle to the fastest woman in the 500 freestyle at the NCAA championships this year. Her teammates were so crowd, uh, so cowed by the oppressive atmosphere policed by gender uh, zealots in their cabin at the university. They were forced into silence or anonymous griping. <clears throat> But the FINA ban is a promising sign that the pendulum is swinging back to normalcy on the gender madness we have been living through, which has caused irreversible damage to a generation of children. And it's a slap in the face to the Biden's administration's embrace of gender ideology as some sort of moral crusade. Uh, this is Leah Thomas. This is her swimming. Uh, Joe Biden probably thought this uh, executive order last week advancing uh, equity or advancing equality for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex individuals was a winner twice over. It would earn him social cred in Pride Month, and <clears throat> it was one in the eye for that ghastly Trump 2.0. Ron DeSantis, who had signed a law banning Florida schools teaching kindergartens about sexual orientation and gender identity. The president's radical order overrides state laws which protect parents' rights and girls' sports 
and it promotes transgender drugs and surgery for children. But it will backfire on him uh, spectacularly at the ballot box as parents wake up to the damage of this near decade of cruel experimentation on children. The tide is turning as more detransitioners, now young adults, tell their tales of woe. Um, so if you want to read the rest of the article, you can go on the New York Post and see it. Uh, but gentlemen, after hearing or after reading through this with me, uh, what are your initial thoughts? Because it's heavy. Bushi said, come on, man. I don't, like, for real, for real. No. Come on, man. <laughs> like, see, I hate to say it, but I agree with it. Like, that's, it's it's overpowered. Like, I forget what comedian said this. Now, just imagine if LeBron wants to become a woman. Is he wrong for going to the WNBA and scoring 300 points and becoming the best player ever there? Like, I get it. They, they they feel that they're supposed to be a different gender. But when it comes to sports like that, you have the physical attributes to be the best. You Like, literally, it said that she, that she was average as a male swimmer, and it became the best <laughs> swimmer. Like, average? She was five... 54. That's not average. She was at the bottom of the barrel, my boy. Like, come on. And it also reminds me of the time where uh, a soccer team, uh, a women's soccer team said that they were better than guys, and I heard that they got their butt beat by some middle schoolers. Like, I hate to say it. Do, do you want the equality? Do you want it to be fair overall? But when it, genetics is genetics. If, if you, if you mm-hmm. build like an ox... And you run like an ox. I'm sorry, you can't be a swan on the on the water. It just it... well, <clears throat> I mean the the uh, the the interesting thing here is that there, like there there's no real way to police this. Um, yes, there is. Well, well, th- well, just hear me out. <clears throat> I feel like there's no real way to police this because they said they're going to ban uh, people who have transitioned after 12. And they also covered their tracks by saying, we're not telling y'all to just go out there and get this surgery, you know, as as a young kid. Because even in the article, it also said, hey, there have been people that have said they've done this at a young age and then they got older and they regret it. Um, I'm sure there's cases on the flip side as well where people do it younger and they love it. So that part you can't really get into. But I think that they have issues because what other way can you implement such a rule? Like to say that they're going to do this or they have to have transition at a young age, they don't want to be responsible for kids going out there and saying, all right, fuck it. I'm about to, you know, just ball out um, at the age of 11. Because you don't even know. No, I I feel that. So what I would say is like what I've always thought about, like this whole transitioning and trying to make sure like everything is fair playing field is that there just needs to be a separate league. Like just simple as that. And it needs to be a criteria for the league. So it's like if you started out as a man and you transition to a woman, that is the league that you go into. If you started mm-hmm. out as a woman, transition to a man, that's the league you go into. Now, granted, I don't think it's going to get as much stain as what's already been put in place. But as far as it being more equal playing field for everybody, it just needs to be a separate league. And then on top of that, it has to be I don't think you have to start diving into age brackets because once you start doing it, that's when you start opening up 
a can of worms that you're not even really going to like be fully prepared for, you know, because even people who transition later in life, they regret it, you know, or they may love it. They may regret it. Even if it's at an earlier age, I don't even think by like scientifically speaking, even if you transitioned at an earlier age, doesn't mean that you're going to stop the the hormone growth of what you were already like accustomed to besides maybe being like a woman adding testosterone into your body versus the estrogen levels. But, and and that, and I mean, I mean, cut you off, but that's what the article was saying. Like they don't want people in the league that have taken advantage of a male puberty, getting all the, the, the testosterone, getting the muscle mass, the height, they don't want you to have have taken part of any of that. So if you transition before that happens, then it's fair game in the eyes of this rule. But again, it, it's going to spark controversy because now you're telling like you're not telling them they got to have it at a young age. But if they didn't, you know, and and, and <clears throat> in, in fairness to her, um, it could this could not be because of sports. This could totally be just because it's something that she wanted to do, which clearly it was. So she did it. She went through therapy to have the the uh, transition and all that. So it's not just because of sports. I think the only reason that this is even a story is because of the sports, the drastic change, the literally right. overnight switch. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't even be talking about Miss Thomas. I but agree. here we are after her her transition. So I. I don't know, man. I look at it and I'm just like, yo, it's it's crazy how it happened because you you it begs the question, like, did you do this because of sports? But we can't say that because we don't know if that's if that's if that's really what it is, you know? Exactly. So that's why I stick by just it just makes sense. Just have their own league, you know. But they, they even have they no, I'm gonna say they even have a, a, like a national woman's like NFL type league now, like. Where it's strictly just women, but it's the same type of the lingerie football league. No, I mean like a legit one. (laughs) They have full fledged uniforms, just like NFL players do, just like college players do. Except it's just women that play, and some of them, some of them brolic. They got some muscles to them too, but it's just like, but that's a league of their own. You know, Mm -hmm. started quote the movie, but that's literally what it's. It's a league of their own. You you know, that Mm -hmm. is still competing in the same sports that are like male dominated sports. Now, Mm -hmm. you want to jump into that league, you know, because you think you have the skill set to do so, you know, by all means. But a lot of times you don't see women in those particular leagues because they will get hurt, like seriously injured, you know, especially in type contact sports. And I think within like this being swimming, you know, Granted, yes, there probably are some women that are faster than guys, and there's some guys that are super slow compared to women. But it's one of those things that if you just categorize everything as as they were supposed to be, whatever you league that you're in, that's what you run. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. We're going to. Uh, I mean, you're talking about the the differences of people, and this, you know, this was uh, <clears throat> this came out previously after the victory. That's Leah Thomas. These are the other two that didn't win, unfortunately. You know, they just, they weren't as good as she was at that time. But that's what we're looking at there. Can we, can we just look at the height difference? Hey, that's. And that's granted, yes, yes, they're on podiums, but like, let's be realistic here. Like, I mean, even if they were next to each other, she, she's clearly. Right. 
a little bit different than the other. One of these things is just, just, <laughs> it's just not like the other. <laughs> it's the other. You know, it's just, it's just such is life, right? Such is life. I just think that that whole thing, um, I, how do you like, how do you guys feel like the, that this issue could be addressed? Because, and the issue being um, women competing against transgender women in sports. Because I also looked at the, the opposite and I'm like, yo, if a girl transitioned to a guy um, and then she competed against men and she won against men, hats off, hats off. I think the opposite, though, in this particular instance of a man transitioning to a woman and then competing against women, he took the easy way out. I don't applaud that, especially since genetically speaking, no matter what cancel, cancel, cancel culture would want to say, genetically speaking, if you put men and women on an equal playing field at their athletic levels, a star athlete that's a man in one sport versus a star athlete that's a woman in another sport, the man is always going to be physically superior to her. So by taking a man and then turning him or trans allowing him to transition to a woman, the elements that made up him all those years of training, him going through puberty and stuff, he is still very much a man. Even if he transitioned, there's still parts of him that are going to be superior to her. So I don't think it's fair for her to compete against women and then smoke them the way she did. Um, but if not this ban by age 12, what solution do you guys think exists to help solve this issue? If there even is one. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's ever going to be a, in, in like a solution because the way that this country operates now is that we try to appease everybody. Like you try to find a way to just make everybody happy. And it's not easy because you got all these different opinions, mindsets, ideologies, beliefs. And it's like, you're trying to, you know, cater to your audience, but it's like, there's no way that it'll ever fully be rationalized. That's mm -hmm. what I said. Like, that's where my point comes in for creating the separate leagues, because at least at that point, there's there's nothing that you can really put extra rules to other than the fact that, OK, this is a league that was born. You were born male. Now you transition to female. Do that. Cool. And then you, what you can do is you can if you still want to compete against like world record times and things like that, especially in those type of events like track and field and things that where everything is based off of time. Because even though, yeah, you can compete and get first place, but you can also set a meet record. You can set the world record and all this other whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, yo. Go Here you go. Terrible. <laughs> nah, it's, it's tough. It, it's, it's, a it's a tough thing. You got to think about it. It's, it's a tough thing. You can't, you can't address it because what you said, she hats off if another gender beats another gender. Like, say, a woman... Like, I see it all the time on, online, like, a girl playing basketball, and she's really good at playing basketball. She's beating guys there. Because that's cool. But would you be upset if a uh, guy that turned into a woman now is torching people at the rec, uh, women at the rec? Like, because there's been times, say or not, you've been playing basketball, and, and you're playing basketball against the other gender. You, you're not going to – you're not going to do as much because you know that you're physically already opposing higher than them. It's, it, it's, it's a tough thing. I mean, like, again, America is we got to please everybody. So, but I'll say one thing, though. 
I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I ain't gonna say. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. But I, you know, there's there's no way. I mean, everybody's got an opinion, so people are always gonna, you know, they be entitled to what they think. And speaking of opinions, the boy dropped recently. Drizzy Drake. And his album, Honestly Nevermind, recently came out. That's right. Gentlemen, upon hearing this album, what were your first reactions? It's exactly what it was meant to be. I'm just letting y'all know that now. That album exactly what it's supposed to be. Mm. Now, I will say this, and I know my, my good brother, Mr. B.Y., will say this too. He's going to say, Look at the genre. The genre says dance. So, and people don't realize that Drake does this throughout his albums naturally, where he might mm-hmm. give you like one or two songs like this. But the fact that he's realizing like one, this is a really good business strategy for him. Cause right now it's not even about the hits. He's had millions of hits. Now it's just, mm-hmm. let's keep this wealth going. Let's go reach different audiences where it's like now summertime hit. And this mm-hmm. is like the first real summer where everybody's outside in the last couple of years, you know, with the pandemic going on and all that other stuff. So now it's like, boom, we're going to sit here and we're going to give them club bangers that you're going to hear at all the, all the clubs. You're going to hear them at the beach bars. You're going to hear them at the cookouts. You're going to hear them. I guarantee you, we're going to go to all these little Greek events, picnics and stuff. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to play these hits, especially sticky. I'm just saying they're going to play that. For sure, because it's Man, a Jersey shout, Club shout, thing. Shout, First of all, shout out to Jersey Club. Yeah, shout out to Jersey Club. It is they never heavily, got respect, right? And it's heavily influenced in this album. So my whole thing is, yes, I don't think you can listen to it straight. Excuse me, straight through. Mm-hmm. It's not that type of album to listen to straight through. You just have to know what songs you want to listen to, and then I, even I, at I the know. whoa, stop the break there. I disagree with that, big fella. I, I can't straight through. Start start to finish. Straight I've through a couple times already. I ain't gonna lie to you. No, no, <laughs> Yo, listen, I, always, listen. I have listened to it straight through, but I don't mm-hmm. think most people can tolerate hearing that type of music for a long period of time. This, this is the thing you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like this album coming out showed me just how many people, especially Drake fans, aren't music fans. You niggas are fans of Drake. The persona, because if you're a music fan, first of all, if you live, we we all live in Jersey. If you live in Jersey, you've been to a black barbecue where they play house music, and it's the same jams. Like he sampled Superman on uh, More Life, and everybody was like, "Yo, this is a banger." I said, "Nigga, this is Superman. This song was a banger already." He just added Georgia Smith because he was trying to smash. Like this is already a banger, so we knew these songs already. And now that this album comes out, it's a dance album. It's house music. This is not music where he talking about. Imaginarily spinning on his ops and shooting people and the braggadocious yeah, rap. Anytime Drake says he's spinning on ops or what he's doing this, like when he be rapping with YSL and them, I'm like, Drake, you don't leave Toronto like that. You're not. It just sounds. But continue. It, it sounds nice. No, it, it sounds nice in the song, but I look at it like this was an album, but like it, it's almost like anything um, different or polarizing. The general masses don't understand, but a lot of times some things just aren't for you. It's like, all right, Peter, our good brother, Kevin Samuels, 
his content wasn't for everybody. Mans that work 27 years at Burger King that have never missed a day, you can enjoy the content all you want for the entertainment value, but he's not speaking to you. And I think this same thing applies to Drake. This album isn't for everybody. This for niggas that's at the joint catching a vibe with something nice at 2.30 a.m., seven shots in. She looking at you, you looking at her. Y'all caught a vibe. Her friends telling her, don't leave with you, but you like, nah, don't let them ruin our vibe. Man, that's really the tough one. Like, the, the cockblockers are real. I call them I call them Darrell Reeves for real. You know, CB for sure. Darrell. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. They, they are some lockdown defenders for real. Lockdown defenders. Mind you, like, they're like, nah, we're not letting our friend make a, make a bad decision. Why not? We all outside. You know what I mean? But either way, that's who this is for. It's for the, that... That dance crowd, that EDM crowd, certain y'all not gonna like this. Certain people couldn't wait to get to that Twenty One Savage feature. I know because that's all y'all listen to. Sir. Your music got no soul, it got no heart, it got no rhythm. Y'all niggas don't listen to old school. You don't understand what Al Green was talking about. You know what I mean? Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's gonna be on every barbecue. Everybody hate R. Kelly, but his music gonna keep going at barbecues for the rest of history. That's another topic for another day. But. Y'all niggas don't listen to that shit. Y'all listen to shoot them up, killing them up, bam, bam, who shiesty Dirk all day long. And then it's like when Drake puts this out, which is a dance album, which is just beats, you catching a vibe, catching a rhythm. Some of y'all niggas ain't feeling it, and you're not going to because the music you listen to, it don't got no heart, don't got no soul. It's just niggas dying. It's like, it's like yeah, I understand why I thought the album was trash. And some of y'all can't dance. See the see the thing is about great about Drake is that he will find a way to make his music uh, transcend time because mm-hmm. you, you gotta think about it like you were saying you can still play a Frank and Beverly and Maze to to today and it'll still be a hit. I guarantee mm-hmm. you that twenty years down the line you're still gonna hear these Drake songs being played over and over again because they're just like that. And the fact that people's music palette is not up there and they're expecting one thing for somebody, this should be a shame. They should be relishing. If Drake's really your, if you're really a Drake fan or, or a music fan in general, you should love when you see an artist trying to do something new. Like, for example, a lot of people hate Todd the Creator's music. I don't know why. It's just because you can't understand it because he's a little bit alternative, but he's still. Tyler the Creator. Is an amazing artist. I don't know who hates his music. There's no way you can hate. Listen to that exactly. shit. It's so much soul. But then we're going to allow other people to tear our culture and hype them up. I'm not going to say their names. I'm not going to do it. Jack Harlow. Damn. Damn. I said I said it for you. Damn. You know, because a lot of people going to have take our music and call it hot. You know, I say the first person to ever do this was Elvis Presley. You know, that man was taking our music from the jump. <laughs> But that, that's another and dance and moves. Movie. And, well, uh, and, and Elvis got a movie coming out. Too. Well. He does have a movie coming out, but he definitely t- stole dance moves and all that. Yo, but it's, music is, is subjective, so I understand. Some yeah. people, they hot today, and then they talk about hot showers, and they disappear forever. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. <laughs> Chance the Rapper. Hey, man. That's, that's it. That's Stop a, it. Stop it. You know. Listen, Acid Rap rap was amazing. The Color Book will always be a top album. Color and Book? Listen, listen, Acid Rap and Color Book are great, but the big day... 10 Day is fire, too. Don't sleep on 10 Day. Don't sleep on 10 Day. I said the big day. 
No, I said 10 day, his first I'm saying, one. His I'm first project. About, no, I'm about to say the big day was the big finale of his career. So the hot shower one really it yeah, did it. I don't know why he did you that. Want, you want to know what I notice a lot about what's happening with culture? Everybody wants to fit into a niche. And mm-hmm. then once they fit into that niche or they have like the audience putting them into a niche, they're like, mm-hmm. this is what's going to sell for you. So you need to do this and do this only. And I feel like a lot of the fans are the exact same way. They're trying to put, like, the control back to the fans, but the fans only want to see one particular thing come from said artist. You know, yeah. what? even if it's movies, it's like movies, shows, music, it does not matter what it is. They want to just see one specific thing. So imagine, like, like us right now. We're on a podcast. Of course, everybody's doing podcasts now. But, like, you notice that athletes are transitioning out of sports and going into podcasting or transitioning out of one thing and going into a whole nother thing. Earl Smith. Can we just talk about Earl? We're not going to say JR. This man's name is Earl. This man left basketball, went back to school. (laughs) Mind you, went back to school and joined the golf team. He liked that, bro. And excelled. And excelled. Central own, bro. That man from Freehold, boy. Stop playing with that man. But the only thing uh, that they want to associate... Listen, listen. But the only thing they want to associate... They only want to associate this man with Henny and smoking weed and, like, things like that. Like, that's all they want to associate with him. But that's not bro, who he, he said, is. Like, he, he, he don't even like He don't even like Henny. But that's right? why he went to St. Ben's in Because he went to St. Ben's in Newark. So everybody looked at him like, oh, nah, he the Henny guy. Yeah. Shout out Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. I mean, I mean, yo, there's 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 some people where they they're themselves for a long time, and eventually, like them being themselves, people get tired of you. Like the baby, for example, the baby when he came onto the scene, his flow and his ability to rap, the way he makes, the way his songs sound. Eventually, people got mad because they're like, "Yo, this shit all sound the same." But when he first came out, and like when he first got mainstream in like 2018 ish, going into 19, we never heard nobody rap like this nigga. Even to this day, it's still like you know, nobody. But now he slowed up on his his putting out because he's, you know, expanding into other things. But just listening to how he raps, some people are like yo, they like yo, rap a new way, nigga. This the way I came up with, and nobody can fuck with me. But fans are so fickle that now they're like, nah, we want to hear something different. What the fuck you mean? This is how I do it. Like I've done this my whole life, and I blew up doing it this way. <laughs> it's like. People, don't, they don't even know what they want no more because they'll sit here and be like, yo, we want something new. And then you get something new. They're like, yeah, we said something new, but not that. Not that new. We want we want our new, whatever what our new is, but they don't know what that is. Yeah, no, nah, they know what it is. They want some other shit. They want it to be like, yeah, we we want something. Like, we want what you gave us, but now you got to make it better. And you're like, hold on. I, I took my whole life to learn how to do it well, this way. Yeah, I'll put it in perspective. Like, as, artists, uh, as fans, we want you to do better. So, for example... Uh, Bryson Tiller. Bro, Trap Soul is amazing. Like, iconic. I love it. Start to finish. But now, no but now we go, we're going to compare every single album or project to that. And you got to understand, mm-hmm. like, you got to you gotta take it at face value. You're like, you got to be like, all right, that was a great album. What's what you got next? Because some people just can't do that, like. It's hard. It's so hard to like, yo. You just have, you just dropped a great album. What's next? I don't, I don't want more. It just don't work like that. Like you know, you should like if you were ever in the booth with somebody, you got to see how hard it is to make it hit. Some people get lucky. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, a lot of people. You know, six nine. You know, they get lucky. They get lucky. 
Well, I mean, I, I, you want I all the gimmicks. They, oh, I, I can't even say they get lucky because I don't think any, I don't believe in coincidence. I think it's certain things make you talented. I know we know plenty of people that make great music mm-hmm. that aren't famous. And then, you know, people that are famous and they make hot shower. Like, it's totally subjective to the team that's behind you and who pushes you. Yo, he really don't like you know hot I mean? shower. He used it, like, to this day. She don't bro, bro. Kansas <laughs> was on fire. I heard that. I was bro. like, come on, son. I said, not this, but come on, man. All right, fellas. So we're going we gonna to move into the last segment here. And before we wrap it up, I got a couple of this or that questions for y'all. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Here we go. TV series or movies? TV series. Mm, movies. Oh, hardly. I need a TV series because sometimes TV series is going to be longer than that movie. Mm, okay, okay. Pancakes I, yeah, or waffles? No, Pancakes. Pancakes. Ability to travel without a passport or ability to read minds? Ability to read minds. Ability to read minds. Uh, if you could only eat for the rest of your life or only drink for the rest of your life, which one? Drink. So no, I'm eat. I'm eat. I'm eat. I'm eat. I'm eat. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm eat. I'm eat. You said what? 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 What did I say? He said. He. I'm eat Just. Just. No Popeyes biscuits. Oh God, no. Oh God, no. Because. Wait. Call or text. Call. I'm gonna say call just because I like actually having full fledged conversations and not have to sit here and type everything out. Uh huh. Because I'm not trying to type and read novels. I'm not a reader. That's just not me. Allergies. So if I'm getting like super long messages that are like pages long, I'm probably not going to read. The See, thing. now that Greg explained it, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pick call too. Because I was going to pick texting first. Hmm. Well, look, texting includes voice notes. Oh, right? I'm texting. Oh, well, that's I'm that's basically I'm, a call. I'm, I'm texting now. <laughs> nah, nah, no, I'm te- I'm no, it's not. No, the fuck is texting because you know why? I love it. All right, wait, you go. Because wow. my text be immaculate, pristine. <laughs> Stop it! Come Stop. on! Stop! Stop! Stop the cat! All right, all right, here we go. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> carpet or wooden floors? Wooden floors. I got allergies. I, I can't. I can't. See, I I wanted to I like say it. carpet. I, like carpet. I, like I wanted carpet. to say carpet because honestly, I like to lay on the floor for real. That's like it's a good thing. It helps my back. You know, mm-hmm. you can pause okay. that if you need to, but. So you like you yeah, like no, but I'm, you I'm, like wood on your back, my brother? No, no. I said I would have said carpet. Get your mind out the gutter, buddy. <laughs> Get your mind out the gutter, boy. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. M Ms or Kit Kats? Kit Kats. I don't like chocolate, so neither Kit-Kat. one. Kit Kats. You don't like chocolate? Nah. You gonna say that during Juneteenth, my brother? Like chocolate? Stop no, it. Bro. Stop it. Let no, me rephrase. Bro. I love love chocolate women. I just don't like chocolate My candy. brother. My brother. You do not like chocolate. All right, Dr. Umar. <laughs> All right, Dr. Umar. All right, would you rather be five foot two or six foot nine? Five foot two. Six nine. Five foot two. Five foot two. I'm going to five the league. Five foot. <laughs> Go to five, the league. Five foot two. <laughs> five foot two. Yeah. Would you rather live in L.A. or New, New York? York? L.A. Fantasy or drama movies? Drama movies. Drama. Ooh. Video games or Video books? games. Video games. Takeout or dine-in? Takeout. Dine-in. Because I'm a dash. Mm, mm, mm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, yo, last one. Uh, scary movies or comedy movies? Scary movies. Scary. Mm. Mm. See, no, I don't know. I like comedy, man. I'd rather laugh. Like, I'll do a mixture of both, yep. so I'll say a thriller. For real, for real. No, because hmm. even scary movies, they just make me laugh at this point. So they're, they're some, pretty nah, Some of them are really bad. Like, the, some of these them new scary terrible. movies, trash. Old scary movies, I was never going to watch them. No, yeah, the old, the old scary movies. Them Jones with the Jones with the Leprechaun? Nah, never went through one. Oh, the the little the little Can, can do it. Yeah, yeah nah, bro. It was horrible, son. Yeah, well, well, then they had about uh, tales. Then they had tales from the hood. <laughs> yo, it's just a bunch of bad movies. Like, yo, they really did us deserve. Like in the early two thousands, bro, black cinema. First, and people don't even notice about movies. There's Tyler Perry studio just became the seventh, but there's only six studios in Hollywood that make all the movies. Exactly. So yeah. all the shit is coming out. That's the reason why the black dude always used to die first, or the production was horrible, like like real, real it, bad, or like the story was. Let's talk easy. about Tyler Perry and how he has a chokehold over the black community, which I love. But pause that. Pause <laughs> that. But um, yeah. but literally, I was I was watching one of his drama, one of the ones I think the White House one or something, and it was just such it was such mm. a non-believable scene, but it was so dramatic. Like, yeah, that's him. That's his, that's his bag. I mean, that's that's what made like, him literally. Work. Literally, it was like, oh, he had a gun in the car and it went off and it somehow went into the house and killed the old guy. I'm like, bro, the gun was even pointed at the house. Yeah, like that's just that's his, that's his bag. Like, what the fuck? Like that that's his thing, man. That and cheap wigs. Cause boy, oh yeah, no. Some of the wigs are really bad. Some of the wigs are really bad. Like I just be watching the wig. I'm like, yo, I'm like, come on. Why his hair look like that? Like those don't even like braids. He just slapped them shits on the top of his head. Right. But anyway, listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This is the Learning from L's podcast, and I had a couple of my my besties. My besties are with me today. You know, pause. pause. My boys, besties. What? 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 what, what, what I'm pausing. I'm getting paused. You. Like besties? That's nah. That's wild. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, y'all can't be besties. My boys, you know my crew. Look, my day one. <laughs> like what? Like just imagine the club. Okay, that's my bestie right there. No, no. Nah, nah. I imagine, bro, she, man. She gonna turn away faster than the dude from Burger King trying to slide up oh, on God. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Twenty-seven years is winning at that point. If you over here calling calling us your bestie. I'm not, y'all my besties, man. Y'all my boys. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> there it yeah, is. Yeah, man. Yo, I appreciate y'all for coming on today. Thank you. It's been the Learning from L's podcast. Gonna have a new intro soon. I have a new intro soon. I'm really excited about it. And uh, this will be coming out soon. And then I got like a couple short forms. Um, like we're going to talk about Elon Musk and the pyramid scheme. We didn't get to talk about that today, but that'll be another topic. Till next time, y'all. Thank you so much, everybody.